You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is Monday, February the 1st. We made it through January, man. Kind of, That's right. Kind of flew. So I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And uh, lots to discuss today. It was a fairly busy weekend. We're not going to talk about the Senior Bowl and whatnot. If you want our conversation on that, you can always go over to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. SBR Picks on YouTube. That is where our off-season college football show is. We do it at least once a week, sometimes more. Obviously, we are getting ready to move into draft talk and everything else. So, We'll be doing a lot of things over there. Make sure that you are subscribed to that channel as well as this one. Uh, Terry jumps in. He said, what's up? What is up, Terry? Uh, Chris, you know, busy weekend, I'm sure. Oh, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go uh, subscribe to the podcast, all that good stuff, leave reviews, etc. Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell me what uh, what went on this weekend? I want to know what happened. <laughs> so I basically spent 26 hours driving to and from Cleveland, Ohio, to spend 36 hours in Cleveland to go to a wedding. So, so my boy wedding. Ian, he came to the Northwestern Ohio State yep. game with us. He, he lives in the Chicago area, and so when we went up there last year, uh, or not last year, 2019, um, he, uh, he, he jumped on over and, and spent the weekend with us. One of my best friends in the world. Love that guy. One of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. I feel honored to be his friend. He got married. Super cool girl, and uh, and I said, you know what, I'm going. That's I, I'm glad that you did. Uh, McKinnon jumps yep. in. By the way, happy Monday, gents. It is Super Bowl week. Uh, Brown Yeti said, "What's up?" So we got some dudes in here. Uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation, obviously jump in on the chat. Any of these different platforms, uh, go ahead and knock that out. Uh, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, and all of those different platforms. If you chat in there, they will populate right here on your screen, bottom left hand corner. So you were able to go up there. You were able to see Ian's wedding. First off, what is the like? What were the COVID protocols like for this wedding? Or, or was it just free reign? No, no, no. It was like, so so out. So it was very everybody indoors was masked up for the okay. wedding. This was kind of weird. I've never experienced this in my life of going to a wedding. 
Um, they got married at two different country clubs. They got married at a country club at like one o'clock, two, two o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon was a wedding. Okay. Okay. Three hours later at six o'clock reception at another country club. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, why would you get married? I don't criticize. I just showed up for the party, but yeah. Why would you get married at the first country club? Like three hours later, they did a lot of picture taking, like traveled, like the wedding party had like a party bus, basically take them to some pretty historic hotspot sites all around the like hour window of Cleveland to take pictures. Oh, so they, and they did that after the wedding. They did that after the wedding. And, uh, I wish so. we had done that. We did all of our picture taking beforehand and oh my God, was it awful. I mean, it was like, we were so tired by the time we got to the wedding. So, and then our reception was just like a whirlwind at my wife and I, like I, I've said this on here before, what we did on our wedding night was we got room service. Like we didn't get to the hotel until like eleven fifteen or so. We got room service, which was like a really crappy salad and like some awful sandwiches that looked like they'd been sitting out forever. Uh, and then we watched the breakup, like on our <laughs> on our wedding night, watched the breakup on like cable TV and passed out in the middle of the movie, and then woke up and like went back home. Like, <laughs> well, what I what I de- the only advice I gave him the whole day was is slow down. And remember this, because yeah. I will tell you that there were many I've, I've been to a lot of weddings. I remember most all of mine, but it was a whirlwind, like you said. And uh, it, and it was it was a big, long day. And I just told him, just keep taking a breath. Don't get too crazy at the reception. Have enough fun. Keep your good buzz going. That's OK. You've earned it. But don't don't get blackout and oh, don't yeah. don't get stupid. You want to remember the 17 years from now. So. Um, but yeah, it was, it was weird for all of the guests to just kind of have three hours of your life to kind of not do anything, but it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's strange, but, uh, but it gives everybody a little break to, uh, to maybe change clothes. Kinda. I got to hang out with Ian's dad, who I'm crazy close to and love that man. And hadn't got you to know, see him in a while. Yeah, no, no, definitely hadn't. I hadn't seen him in a long time. So, uh, uh, yet he asked, could I get a flight? Uh, yes, I want it to fly. Um, my wife's family's from up there, so we had to take the kids and everybody. And by the time you you're flying, because you're gonna fly cheap, fly yep. real cheap, couple people. By the time we fly, and then I rent a car and everything, it was just that's a nightmare, and and it was too much. And I was just like, you know what, screw it, I'm just driving all the way through. We left Thursday after she got off work. I just drove through the night. I was a damn zombie Friday when we got there, <laughs> and. uh Try to catch up on some sleep Friday. Saturday did the wedding stuff. Sunday, I'm talking 6 a.m. I leave the hotel, and my car is, well, the wife's SUV, covered in snow, about three inches of snow on the car. I got to get off before we can get going. Well, that's what I wanted to know about. Like, So was it was it awful? Like, uh, so the, so till we got to, so leaving basically the drive from Memphis to Cleveland is actually a really easy drive. It's a long drive, but it's a very easy drive. Give you guys a little yeah, geography true. lesson of the country. Um, <laughs> you basically go from Memphis to Nashville, Nashville to Louisville, Louisville to Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Columbus, Columbus to Cleveland. So it's, it's like a bunch of three hour stretches of, of nothing, 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 big city. Nothing, 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 big city. Nothing, and it's nothing, all nothing, highway, big city. Right? All interstate. All highway. 
from Cleveland to Columbus, I'm not exaggerating, we're 55 miles an hour, I'm two hands on the steering wheel, snow is coming down pretty hard the entire way. And uh, not a lot of people on the roads, a lot of people like in the ditch, in the median, like, like done, done, done got a little squirrely on them. And, and I'm just trying to, just trying to keep it, you know, in the, in the tire grooves, man. And uh, once we hit Columbus, I stopped, I pulled over. I said, I got to have breakfast. I got to have coffee. I got to have something because I, I'm, I'm like, my, my anxiety was through the oh, yeah. roof. And, you know, from Columbus to Cincinnati, it rained, but it was all rain. The roads were completely clear. I was, you know, I was 75 and trucking it, no problems. I just needed to to stop and just kind of hit the refresh button, you know. Oh, yeah. After, after the white knuckle in it for, you know, the first, what's normally three-hour stretch of the drive, and it was about a four-hour stretch of the drive. So. That's a, that's not too terrible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's driving in snow is awful especially when you are not used to it man well snow snow doesn't bother me snow oh, doesn't man, bother me just go slow like people who get squirrely i think try to get crazy yeah. um just 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 be normal be cool just act like you know what you're doing and, and just be be an adult for a minute and calm down and, and not get too crazy snow is not so we don't get snow here and people make fun of us in the south because we shut everything down as soon as snow comes in because it's not snow, it's ice. Yeah, it's, it's typically ice. ice. Okay. And, and, and we don't have the no, stuff to clear. Oh, I'm really good at driving on ice. No, nobody in the world is good at driving on ice because it's not made to be driven on. Yeah. No, you're 100% Your car right. wasn't made to handle ice. There are features in most cars today that are well adapted to handle snow. She has a nice Subaru. It, it it's all wheel drive. I'm, I'm, I literally, I was not worried at all going 55 and, and trucking it, you know? Yeah. No, it's not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Birdie jumped in, by the way, said, uh, good afternoon. I bet it was great to get away, Chris. I'm jealous. Uh, you know, we, we did the same thing for a funeral back uh, back in summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, went up to Indianapolis. It's a pretty long drive, but stayed for like a day and then came yep. back. But even then, like, it was still, it was kind of nice to get out of the house a little bit, you know? Like just, uh, I don't mind the getting out of the house, driving that long with with little kids in the car, and I mean they're seven and ten, or they're about to be seven and ten, but like, you know, and they're and they're great by the way. I will tell you, they're awesome road trippers. I mean they, you know, my oldest just sleeps the entire time. She said less than thirty <laughs> words the whole time. The other one, she, man, she'll play with toys, she'll color, she'll watch her iPad for a few hours. Like she, you know, they're they're troopers, man. Oh yeah. I can I can understand it. You know, watching uh, they're, they're the wife peek over and see how fast I'm going every now and then, like that pisses me off. I'm like the the backseat drivers, right? You like, want to do this? Uh, Terry said, uh, "Oh, you're friends with the uh, the rich folk, Conqueror." Uh, talking about the country clubs, he said that's old rich money. Oh no no no! There's no doubt that this is very very. Uh, both these families, the 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 bride's family and the groom's family, uh, do well off. They're very 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 well off. So I wonder if that was part of it. Was, are they both from there? Yep. So maybe one was a member of one country club and the other was a no. member of the other. Country oh, no, 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 no. So Ian's family are not country club people at all. I will okay. assure you of that. No, they've never been a member of a country club in their life. They they have money, but they they have. You know, they're just very normal people. You would not know that they had money if you knew them. I mean, their dad lives in the same house he's lived in for, I don't know, 40 years. I mean, it's just, gracious. you know, he, you know, he just, he, he drives a, you know, I think a, like a Camry or something like me. He's just normal guy. He's, he's an attorney 
that only he has worked his way up to a point where he only argues in front of the state Supreme Court in Ohio. There you go. So there that's a, so like like he's been doing it for a while and he's really good at what he does. Um, but he's you know, he's at a point where he could retire any day he wants. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but McKinnon. no, they're not he's not country club. I don't know anything about her family at all, other than her dad is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I laughed so hard at him. We had a great time. So I get he held my that. leg at one point in time. It was awesome. He, wait, he what? Yeah, you heard me. It's fine. We'll move on. <laughs> no one wants to hear about my weekend. It wasn't. It wasn't crazy. The it's snow pretty was good. Cool. It, it sounds. It sounds good. I think that that's a little more entertaining than some of the stuff that happened over the weekend. Uh, but we can dive into. Oh, no, we'll get into some of this. I, uh, I like some of it. Oh, McKinnon, by the way, uh, my dumbass had to make the drive from or to Columbus, my junior year for the NCAA championship at Ohio State. Uh, by myself when I overslept and missed my flight. He said, I assure you it ain't easy drive by yourself. Coming back was worse because of the hangover from the after party. Worst drive of my life. And then uh, So driving back, I mean, you're talking 6 a.m. We got in bed from the wedding. Wedding ends at 11. So reception, not as uh, socially distanced as the wedding. Wedding, super strict. Uh, everybody masks on. The reception, you were supposed to have your mask if you weren't sitting and eating. But... You know, it kind of got loose with the rules. It was, it was pretty loosey goosey, you know, and and we all had a good time. I mean, I'm sure it was a great big super spreader, but you know, we had I, I have a feeling all of them are at this point. But I was I was curious what the uh, rules and restrictions are in different states and whatnot now because I, you know, restaurants we're, we're stuck down seem here. the exact know. same as here. Restaurants seem the exact same. The downside is is like they're they were on uh, curfew. So nothing open after 10. The weekend that we got there, it got pushed back to 11, which didn't matter to us because yeah, we're at a wedding. We, yeah, we're at a wedding. So didn't. I don't know how the curfew affected the wedding. We left out of there on a shuttle back to our room at like 11.30, 11.45. So maybe businesses had to close down at 11. But I don't think, I mean. It may not have been a, a real. We had public it's, transport getting us from from our hotel to the, to the you know, the second. uh uh, Reception. Country club. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Brown Yeti said it's a 14-hour trip from West Texas to Tupelo. said I make that trip off and by myself. It gets tough sometimes. Yeah, I can uh, I can believe that. I can well, I believe that. I went through a lot of big cities from Tupelo to West Texas either. I at yeah. least had the luxury of, I mean, it, within three hours at any point in time, you're three hours away from mega city, so you can definitely stop and get anything you need. <laughs> Matt Miller jumped in. Chris and Gary, do parents have uh, a favorite kid? Yes. Uh, wanting That's to know a, as a Anybody son. who says they don't, they're a damn liar. They're an absolute liar. <laughs> Absolutely. And I make my fit kids fight for my love. I let them know every day you're the winner, you're the loser. You're the favorite, you're the good one, you're the bad one today. Be better. Always be better. I got to make a clip out of that. <laughs> I got to. So yes. That's, yeah. a, that's a truth. Now, I've, I've only been a parent for 10 years, okay? And there were times where she was the only one there for three of those 10, and she wasn't always the favorite then. <laughs> Let's talk some NFL. You want to talk NFL? Come on. <laughs> so we don't get you in any more trouble. <laughs> Nobody would get me in trouble will ever listen to this, Gary. That's a, probably a, a very, very true there, statement. There, there, are, there are zero people in my life. Now listen to that. Terry and Matt, that's the list of people that communicate with me on a daily basis that will ever listen to this. There you go. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Birdie jumps in, wanting to talk about exactly what we are bringing up here. And that would be, holy hell, did the Rams ever overpay for a 33-year-old quarterback who can't beat teams with a winning record? So let me preface this with, Matt Stafford was traded from the Detroit Lions over to the Los Angeles Rams for quarterback Jared Goff, who has this massive, ridiculous quarterback contract, and uh, two first-round draft picks for later drafts because obviously they already traded some of the more early ones for Jalen Ramsey last year, and uh, a third-round pick, which they will get back this season for a compensatory pick. Um, so, I when I saw it, my, my immediate reaction was, oh, Stafford's going to kill it there. This is going to be great, da 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 And then you start looking at the numbers and whatnot, and Matt Stafford and Kirk Cousins are, uh, like, Kirk Cousins actually has better numbers than Matt Stafford I do think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's Detroit, and you know they just hadn't had a lot of success in Detroit. But I don't because know that Minnesota it's has a winning franchise history. But that's see, that's the thing. the The numbers are not too different, but Minnesota <laughs> those, is those much more. Yeah, Minnesota is not the butt of the joke. Detroit is, but those franchises aren't too far apart from being the exact same. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. So they've made the playoffs a lot more recently. And that's the only separation is the last, I don't know, four years, Minnesota's been in the conversation. Maybe six years has been in the conversation of being a good team. But but they got the same amount of rings. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Uh, Matt Miller, by the way, uh, they overpaid, but they also got better. Oh, and he brought up worst city to drive through during rush hour. My pick is Washington, D.C. Mine would be Atlanta. Atlanta. So I've is never awful. been to DC. Whoa. I've never been to some of these real bad places. Like people talk about LA traffic being awful. Like I've I've never driven through LA. I don't know. At, so. Atlanta at rush hour is putrid. I mean, it is. So the worst Gary will tell you this about me road tripping with me. Uh, Chris gets in the car, and when we get to a city, because I'm sure Chicago would be up there as one of the worst cities to drive around in. No, that car gets parked at the hotel, yep. and I never get in that car again until we're leaving. Oh yeah, because because I'm just going. We live in a world where where we're going Uber, Lyft, or walk everywhere we go. Uh, and I, I like that you changed my uh, my outlook on Why how to should vacation. I be trying to navigate this damn place. I don't live here. I don't know how to get around here. But I'm sure the people who drive for Uber and Lyft live there. They know where they're going. That's it. You you completely changed my outlook. Uh, what was that? I guess a year and a half ago. Yeah, when we went uh, to when, Chicago. When we went to Chicago, and it, you know anything that I have done since then. I, I do the same thing. So, Let them do it, man. It's not that expensive. Yeah, it's it's worth It'll the save price. you the headache. Worth and most of these big cities, you got to pay to park all this shit, all those places. No, what you pay to park, you could have paid somebody to drive you there and drop you off. Uh, Brown Yeti said Cousins hadn't had to play in Detroit except for on the road. Uh, Birdie said, I get that they had to give that extra first rounder so the Lions would take that contract, but Jesus. Uh, see, here's the thing. So I I think that the Rams moving back into the Stafford to the Detroit, all that kind of stuff. I think that the Rams realize first-round picks are just a crapshoot, right? So there is one line of thinking that they are assets. You can trade them. You can do whatever to get your team better, or you can hit on them, and you can 
uh, make your team significantly better with a young, cheap contract. Uh, the Rams have figured out, hey, we we know Matt Stafford is good. We can take good over potential, and and we'll take good every time, right? The question is, how good is Matt Stafford? Like, is he? I think he is significantly better than Jared Goff. Is he that much better than Jared Goff to give up two first rounders and what? Now you did get that contract off the books, so that definitely helps. Uh, what What are your thoughts on the trade? Well, they didn't really because they're eating a lot of that dead money, and they're eating all for for Detroit's sake. They're eating all of uh, Stafford's dead money as well. Okay, so 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 I they mean, took so they gave up a lot, and they're eating a lot of cap. So they've got they basically are the Saints in the sense of these teams are just living year to year, hoping that the league implodes at some point in time, or they win it all because they're not going to be able to pay their debts. Like they're, they're at some point in time, they're going to come to a point where they just can't massage the cap enough uh, to to make it work. And I mean, they really are going stars and scrubs. Um, what do I think about the trade? Yes, I think the Rams got better. I think the Rams, I think Stafford's good. Stafford is 33 years old. Stafford has had several very serious injuries that are not jokes by any stretch of the imagination for a 33-year-old. I think the Rams are a pretty good football team as put together right now. I think Stafford makes them significantly better. I do think their weakest part was was, uh, uh, at the quarterback. So the problem is, is if they don't win it next year or the year after, I I think this is going to be a huge embarrassing loss because at some point in time, the, 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 the debt's going to come due and without all those picks, they're not going to be able to rebuild or reload because they don't, they're they're just, they're just not going to be able to talking about the quality of the picks and is there much difference? So I've, I've heard four different people talk about this today on different podcasts and TV network stuff. There's no difference between the 32nd pick and the 35th pick. Yeah. But the problem is, is if you win the super bowl, let's say you don't win the super bowl and you would give up the 31st pick. Let's say you make it and you lose. Cause if you win the super bowl, it doesn't matter what it costs you. It was worth it. Okay. Let's say you make it to another super bowl and you lose and that's all you get. The difference is not between the 31st pick overall and the 35th pick overall, okay? It's not that that first round turned to a second round. The difference is is the 31st pick and the 60th pick because that's where you pick. You don't get the 35th pick just because you gave up the first round pick. You still pick at the back of the line every round, so why they're comparing the first pick and the 35th pick, I don't know. They're just going to take the fourth overall's pick? Is it going to take their pick? Just screw you. We're going to take this pick. It's not yours anymore. Well, what are you talking about? What are we doing? So I think there's a I think there's a pretty – so while you say it's a crapshoot, I don't think it's that much of a crapshoot, by the way. I think there are certain rules to draft by. I have significantly – I've passed on some stars – me and you have a history of doing this show for the last like five years. And every year during the draft, I go all in on guys and I, and I'm out on guys. Okay. Oh yeah. Now I will tell you that I have guys I've been out on. I've, I've passed on some stars. I've passed on some really good players. Okay. They're usually always DBs or safeties. They're always secondary guys because I don't know how to evaluate that in college because the college game and the pro game is literally speaking English and the other one speaking Chinese. 
they're so different. The, the defenses that they run and the talent they play against, all right? Ohio State's not going to go up against a good, not a great receiver, a good receiver the entire year. So tell me how great their DB is because those 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 white guys that they're guarding at Northwestern and Iowa they don't scare me. Okay, no, I'm with you. So 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 tell me how good that guy is. I don't know how to grade those dudes, so I'm always going to pass on them. So I've passed on great players before. I passed on Derwin James. I've passed on 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 Ward for for Cleveland. I didn't want those guys, but I'll tell you this: there's not a single player I was in on that was a bust. Not one. Not one. So I don't think it's a crap shooting. If I can do this shit from my couch watching the combine, I don't get to meet these guys. I just watch the games. I watch the combine. And and that's that's the evaluation that I give them. I, All right. Okay. So I don't I don't think it's a boom or bust thing. I don't think it's that hard. I don't think it's over. I think we overcomplicate it. And I think teams let Todd McShay and they let uh Mel Kuyper and they let the guys from the NFL network talk them into players. I think they say, well, this guy's suppo- an owner. Usually it's an owner says this guy's supposed to go here. Why are you passing on him? And, and that's then it becomes in trouble. Yeah. That's where you get in trouble. So um, let, yeah. I want to talk about the lions part though. Can we do that for a minute? Yes. I, I would love to know your, your thought process here. I, I think this is a great deal for the lions. Okay. And, and while they're probably the loser because they gave up the best player, I don't know. Man, they got a haul. Yes. And they unloaded so much money. And they're probably just going to cut golf. It, it, well, they probably won't. But if golf doesn't work out, they don't care because they got all the picks to take golf in his contract. Well, I'm, I'm very curious to see what they what they do with their pick early um, because they, I mean, it. They could go after a quarterback. Well, that's what I assumed like, they were going to draft a quarterback anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, that's they talked about it last year, like the possibility of drafting a quarterback early. And you know, I, I don't, I don't even remember where they, uh, where they draft here. And that's that's what I'm curious about. Is like, what, um, like where like would seventh. they? Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's seventh. I think that's right. Da 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 da. All right, so like this uh, NBC mock has got um, Zach Wilson going to them. No, that's I mean, a great pick. That's a great yeah. pick. They're going to have the most highest paid uh, backup in the league, but that's not his fault. That's not their fault. They didn't sign that contract. They just got a shitload of picks for 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 getting rid of Stafford. Getting golf back was just part of the deal. I mean, they didn't care. That, that's just a money thing. They got an extra first-round pick if they took golf. All right. We'll take off, and we'll take another first Trump pick. Like sure. this is this is another one of those things that you know we. And so there's another one. Walter Football has got Trey Lance going there. So everybody seems everybody to has agree. them taking the quarterback. They're but taking I the think quarterback. If you look at the date where all those things were written, those are all written before this trade. They'll have them drafting a the quarterback any damn way. Yeah, yeah. I'm so so. Here's my thought process on it. Um, I I think that. And not just on this trade, but period. Like, this is Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, two insanely highly... Re- well, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo had, like, a massive contract, right? They, the overpaying for quarterbacks, I have to imagine, at some point, is going to stop, right? So this brings us to a whole different conversation now, Gary. This is... This is I've been saying this for a while. Now, I've definitely done the roller coaster with Baker. 
honest about that. All right. Yeah. I've been as low as somebody can be on a guy with Baker thinking when his, when his rookie deals up, you just draft another guy and you move on. Are you sign somebody else and you move on? I'm not in that phase now. I love Baker. I don't know that I would call him a franchise quarterback, but my question is this. He ain't Watson. You know, he's, he's not Rogers. He, he's not Mahomes. He he's not one of the best three to five to, 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 to seven quarterbacks in the league. Do you have to pay the, cause every quarterback has been the richest quarterback contract ever. And yeah. then the next guy that gets paid is the new richest. At some point in time, are we going to have a world where we say we really love this guy? But why do we have to pay you forty million dollars? Why can't we just pay you twenty three million? I mean, it's the it's why the Tom Brady okay? thing. It's the Tom Brady effect, right? Yeah, like that's Tom Brady said. Hey, I could take up forty million dollars of your cap, that's right? Or you could go get me some better players. That's right. And and have because. Myself with a good wide receiver, this is, this that's, is a that's worth $40 million. Myself by myself with nobody to throw to is not worth $40 million. And that takes a lot of ego uh, or a lack of ego to be able to say, you know what, like this team can only be so good if I'm the highest paid player. That's right. Like, it, and even if he is the highest paid well, player. Well, it's one thing to be the highest paid, but you don't have to be double what everybody else yeah, you is don't making. Have to if be, somebody else is making 20, why can't you make 27? Like, that's, but and, you're now the highest paid player there. Why is that not okay? And, and if Miles Garrett's on your team, it's okay for you not to be the highest paid player yeah. because you have a monster that you got to get paid. On the other side of that, if you are – and now everybody is looking out for themselves, and I'm not trying to, uh, to demonize – or, or talk ill of Jared Goff. If he was or if anybody offered, else trying yeah. to go get their money. Hang on. That deal, listen. That deal is on. So, first off, you saw all the rundown of what they paid to get him, right? Right. So, they gave up all these first-round picks just to get him. But that wasn't this. That wasn't Sean McVay. That was Jeff Fisher, right? And I, was, I put that on Jeff Fisher. He had yep. to inherit this guy, and he was so good with him. He took a, he went he took this team to a Super Bowl in spite of Jared Goff being the quarterback. That's what Wonder Boy can do. That's what Sean McVay can do. Look, he comes in. He's got the gelled up hair. He's got the pretty pecs. He's got the perfect areolas. You know, he walks around his shirt off all the time. He and he looks great. The the problem is, is his dumbass is the one that gave him that. Ex- Extension. That's, he was a part of that management yes. team that paid him all that money. That's it was the extension that's that's crazy. And it's not on God. Like if the team offers to pay you that, oh, yeah. absolutely. No, get, get you can't. But right. what I I'm I'm always curious because we talk about it with college head coaches. So that's it's college head coaches and NFL quarterbacks, right? That we're always talking about as as being overpaid and the buyout is ridiculous and you can't cut them because of the dead cap space. And you dead like da 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 right? What I'm so confused about is why do why do organizations always believe that they cannot let this guy go, like that they have to extend for this monster amount of money? I have not understood that. It hasn't made sense like hardly anywhere. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So the difference between them and college head coaches that's an even dumber argument yeah. because nobody's even bidding against those guys, but that. There's not 137 college football teams. There wasn't a damn one of them calling uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Not a one. 
<laughs> and they gave him an extension in the race. But, hey, Gus so, Malzahn. I, I would bet there were some teams that would call Gus to, to, to try to steal Gus. Away. There, there was not for there was, not for more money. There was Arkansas. Money. Like they were talking, yeah. he was talking to Arkansas. But and, that's how but, he gets it, though, right? Is is you know, I mean, I guess. But even still, but, that's, but the, you, know, you know, but you're right. Like that's you're, that's dumber than this. At least with this, if the if the Browns try to offer him Baker, let's put let's put this in the Cleveland spot because this is this is going to come up in the next year or two. If the Browns try to offer him twenty six million a year, a fair deal for like five more years, I'm talking. You're going to be the Browns' quarterback for a decade, okay? And he says, "No, there's going to be somebody out there from these thirty two teams that needs a quarterback that does that has drafted two bust in a row, okay? And they're afraid. My front there's an owner that says my front office doesn't know how to pick quarterbacks." So I'm just going to go buy one, and they're going to offer him $35, $40 million. Yeah. And so now Baker has to say, do I stay in Cleveland where I love this place and, and, I, and, I, and I've built, you know, a brand here for, for almost half? And that's a problem. And, and most times the player's going to leave. And so the Browns now have to say, all right, well, we'll give you the damn 40. And then, then you know. And then your franchise is set back now you're, for however now you're, long. Now you're, now you're sitting and hoping he doesn't become Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. Now, yeah. I think he was better than those two blokes before we ever got to this point. So I agree. I do agree with you. Um, let's, uh, so we brought up college head coaches. Let's, uh, let's hit on this topic right quick. And that would be the Nick Saban recruiting video. Did you see that this was leaked over the weekend? So a recruit... Uh, recorded a Zoom call or a FaceTime or whatever it is with Nick Saban, and I have never seen one of these leak. Have, have you ever seen one? No. I So, first, what were your thoughts on it being leaked? I didn't think it was leaked. I think this was orchestrated. You thought it was orchestrated? Yep. Okay, I'm, I'm very curious. Why, why do you think it was orchestrated? Why do I think it's orchestrated? Because nobody in the world being recruited by Nick Saban would do A, Nick Saban's not dumb. He's 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 a smart guy. He knows exactly what's going on, where it cuts off and where it starts. And the part that gets leaked is only positive and good for Nick Saban in Alabama. That is that's entirely true. But that, there so, is so 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 nobody is leaking leaking. If it was leaked, you would get the whole conversation. So well, no, here's you would deal. get it all. You there there is it is a fifteen minute call, and and there are the full fifteen minutes that are out there. If you can still find them, some of them were deleted, of course. Uh, but once it's on the internet, it's out there forever. The clip that's been going around Twitter and whatnot. Is only like two minutes and in twenty yeah, seconds Nick, or whatever. It it's is. Nick doing his sell. Yeah. And and what is he saying? Come here, you'll win championships. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. We we've had uh uh more defensive linemen drafted than losses in the past, you know, eleven years. We've had more linebackers drafted than losses in the last 50, you know, eleven years. Whatever. Yeah, how are those guys doing in the NFL, by the way? Mm. They all seem to be making money. Oh, not a lot of second contracts. Mm. I mean, mm. Okay, I've gone through the numbers, my boy. How many you got in the Super Bowl? Uh, you got more none. players in the NFL than anyone. You got Starters two teams at all twenty-two playing. positions. I think it's a goose egg. That's a, no, it sure is a goose egg for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's it. You you managed to find the two teams in the NFL that uh, that don't have Alabama players. So. <laughs> that are the two best teams in the league. Yeah, Ooh. I mean it. It Ooh. makes sense. It is how they do it. How they do it in the Super Bowl. Either way, okay. I am not that worried about it right now. What I'm talking about is the recruiting pitch uh, was. 
basically perfect. At least the the two minute sell job that's was. A, that's and that's and, what and I'm I talking think, about. Why? How on earth did it get leaked? Does anybody ever get anything leaked that's super polished? That's just perfect. No, it's always stumble, somebody somebody like what I just did right there stumbles over a phrase or a word like. In naturally speaking to other people, we miss say things and, and we and we just you're not trying to do anything nefarious. You just sound like a moron sometimes saying things. All right. I, I got to think that Nate Saban's no different. And he's substantially smarter than me. I'm not saying that. But like, I don't think I don't think he's any different he's a person. Right. Yeah. The fact that it was so clean. It was so perfect. It was so polished. I don't know that the kid leaked it. I think Alabama people leaked. I think they're the ones that recorded it. I mean, maybe. Uh, I just I, I I don't know. I'm I'm curious because obviously signing day is coming up on Wednesday. I want to see if anybody's offer gets pulled. I want to see you know because it, it, Saban would know who he was talking to at this point, right? Like who leaked this? Who did it? If anybody's offer gets pulled, then it is what it is. Now it could be somebody for 2022, and we'll see about that. Obviously, there was a lot of big news. Like, it, it, hey, what did you think about uh Eric Gilbert? By the way, going to Florida. A little weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. That's it. We'll, we'll talk more on the college football show about, uh, about that situation. But, um, but yeah, this the recruiting pitch stuff. I've never seen that leaked. Um, Brown Yeti jumps in. The guy who leaked it would have his recruiting stopped just because his balls, uh, or just because his balls would be so big that he wouldn't be fast enough to play for Alabama. I mean, it, it does take. You know, it, it's not necessarily that guy that leaked it, right? That, that There's a lot of people that have access to different things and whatnot. It, our, the world of technology is ridiculous now. But why you would record that, um, I mean, Chris, you might have a valid point there. You might have a valid point. It just sounded too polished and too clean. I'm sure he said that phrase, and he said those things a million times in his life, and that's that, that would be the argument. But it's never gotten leaked before from any player, any team, any organization ever. It's it's strange, like what would be the reasoning for, you know, for putting it out there? Yeah, why like, would you, as the player, put it out there? You yeah. have no benefit from it. it doesn't benefit you at all. It doesn't help well, you. Even still, why would I mean? How would it like? Does it benefit Alabama just to have? Well, hell yeah! Out there? Now, I mean, now Saban just got his pitch to every student, every recruit in the country. Yes. Yeah, but they're not offering every recruit in the country. But it doesn't it doesn't matter? There are guys that they're not offering, or that they haven't that, that they haven't spoken to yet that that are now going to come call them. There are guys from twenty twenty two class, twenty twenty three class, twenty twenty four class that all watch that, and yeah. now they're gonna, they're going to go come find him. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, I found the it- the, the the part in there where he says you need to play good enough to play. You need to get good enough to play at Alabama. That that says he's speaking to future draft classes, which means this is this was completely set up by Alabama. Well, so for so him that, to get into all those homes, his pitch. That part that you're talking about, he said uh, he he said it was insulting for other teams to negative recruit by saying if you go to Alabama, you're just going to sit on the bench for a couple of years. Like, why don't you come here where you can actually play? And he said it's insulting because they're basically admitting first off they're not as good as Alabama is. And second, uh, they're telling you that you're not good enough to play here, and I wouldn't be talking to you if you weren't good enough to be playing in Alabama. It's the perfect recruiting pitch. You know, it's, it's iron sharpens iron. It's competition. It's, and he brings up, uh, you, you know, multiple You think Saban players. quotes the Bible in any other way? The Bible? Well, it's, 
the iron sharpens iron comes from Bible, that's scripture. Hey, he didn't, uh, did he actually say iron sharpens iron? Like, he was I'm talking about sure competition. Because you're the third person that said that. So maybe he did. What, so what I know he was talking about was competition. It's, it's not important. He's, he was, I he was, just find it funny that he, that, he was he know, was talking the spawn about of Satan. Be, he he probably does about pretty well. So. He's a Catholic. I mean, he goes to church like goes to mass every Sunday. Sure, so, sure. Anyway, you know the devil was an angel. <laughs> so. Look, um, the the iron sharpens iron thing. He's talking about Jonathan Allen, defensive lineman, taken in the first round, went up against Cam Robinson in practice every single day. It made, each of them said that it made them better by competing against each other more so than competing against, you know, guys in actual games. And, and NFL scouts would tell you the same thing. So, you know, I, I think it was a great pitch. Um, I'm, I'm just shocked that it was leaked. I'm, I'm curious if we are going to see more of this because now that somebody's video has gone viral, so are we going to see Ryan Day? Are we gonna Honest see, question. Go ahead. What the hell do you think he tells these kids? All the exact same stuff that that okay. we just saw. Like so, it's so exactly what I thought. So we need to see a video for it. No, I'm just curious. Just like, like confirmation bias. We all think now. Everybody now today thinks Nick Saban's a great recruiter. They don't start three stars. They don't have one on the roster in the history of him being in Alabama. That's not true. What are we you talking are about? Well, oh, so now today, because we saw this video, we now think Nick Saban's a good recruiter. Hey, I've got, oh, he's got a good speech. He's got a good, good story to tell. He's, he's spun a good yarn. Like, what are we doing? I, who, who would you want? Well, we're going to save that for the CFB show. I've got, I've got some ideas for, uh, for that. Let me write that down. <laughs> um, let's see. Da, 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 da. So yeah, I, I was just. I, was, I know the answer. I know the question you're going to ask. But, but, but don't don't answer. answer it here. Don't answer it here. Let's let's wait. Let's let everybody go watch on the CFB show uh, because I I have to. I need to think about it for myself a little bit and figure out exactly how I want to ask the question, etc. Right. That's so right. let's uh let's let's close out the show with this. We're already forty minutes deep. Um, let's talk about Patrick Reed, somebody else that's uh that's fairly unlikable. Um, you know, same same with Nick Saban. So he wins the Farmers Open over the weekend, right? And it's by one stroke. And no, he won by five strokes. Oh, I thought it was only one. No, he won by five strokes. Well, I'll be damned. Either way, because, right, so, because if 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 they would have assessed the two two stroke penalty, he still wins still wins the tournament. So, so uh, what I'm curious what I'm curious about here is I want to know. Will he ever be able to get rid of the moniker that he, yeah, Tony Finau was nine under, and uh, Henrik Norlander and Ryan Palmer and Xander Shoffley and Victor Hovland. Man, a bunch of guys tied for second. Good gracious. Yeah. Um, so is he ever going to be able to get rid of that moniker that he is a cheater? Because Twitter exploded when it happened with him, and yet uh, Rory did the exact same thing. Rory and, didn't and, do the same thing. That's not true. That's that's not, what the rules committee for the PGA said. Roy, so Roy did the same thing before Roy picked up the ball. He called the guys that he was playing with to watch him pick up the ball. Okay, All right. So very, so, very, 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 very different things. That, okay, by the that way. is true. That is as true. extreme different as you can. If we all come over and we all watch you pick up the ball, very different than you picking up the ball and then calling people over. Okay, so that don't is say a valid, the same thing. That, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, valid point. Valid point. What I'm what I'm curious about. How you can't did, stop being called a cheater, Gary, if you're constantly doing shady shit. 
That's what I was. That okay. ain't on me, the guy calling you a cheater. Okay. That's you are all Hey, you've been kicked out of school for cheating. All right. You've been thrown off of multiple teams for cheating. So those weren't allegations. And by you the just, way, oh, I'm not gonna every, whatever. Everybody that's listening, he's not talking about me. By the way, <laughs> when no, he I'm says talking you, about, talking about he's Patrick talking about Reed. Patrick Reed. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you, like you. This is something he's done in the past. So does that mean he's always going to do it? Does that mean he is 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 just going to be that guy forever? I, no, I think people can change. I don't think he has though. I think he is an arrogant, brash person. I think he bullies people. If you listen to him talk to the uh, uh, the rules guy, this is somebody who. So there's there's two ways to talk about something. Okay, when when my daughter comes home and she did really good in school, she says, "Do you want to see my folder?" Sure. And so I start looking through her folder, and it's good. I know before I grab the folder if she asks, "Do you want to see it?" If it's good. Now, when she says you got to see my folder and then starts giving me a bunch of things where remember this was the day I wasn't feeling good when I went to school and like now. So the way he's talking to the rules official, he's constantly telling them this was embedded, right? This was embedded, right? This was embedded, right? Like he's, he's bullying the guy. He's trying to, to get the answer he wants by, by pressuring this guy. Because when somebody comes at you that way, you have to look at them and say, no, I don't think that was embedded. That's a penalty. And that takes, that's a lot. Hard. Like it's easy here on the internet for yeah. us to have a, a goofy show to say these things. When you're standing face to face with somebody who is a champion in this sport, who is, who is a top level performer in this sport. Yeah. This is his ninth is, win by the way on the PGA. Tour. And who is, who is pretty physically imposing. Okay. This is, this is not, meek and mild little guy like some of the golfers used to be back in the day, okay? It's it's hard to look that guy in the eyes and you're basically calling him a liar and calling him a cheater if you if you don't so you just say okay, all right, yeah, no that that looked embedded whatever. But yeah, in the there's, history there's no of backup. Up a golf there's ball. no like it's it's basically you and him and his caddy. And of course his That's caddy right. is going to be right and there were a couple of the guys just around, but like But they weren't around when he picked the ball up though. Yeah. That's the problem. The other thing, when he picked the ball up, I've seen golfers pick up golf balls, I mean, umpteen million times in my life of watching golf. I've never seen somebody pick up a golf ball and palm it. Not once. They always pick it up with two fingers. So if any dirt or debris or anything came off of it, that's all supposed to stay on the ball. Okay? And he picks it up and he palms it. And by picking it up hard and aggressive – he can help make an indentation in the ground. And then that way you can show, well, look at the hole it made. Yeah. It was embedded, right? This is the problem with Patrick Reed. I think he 100% cheated on that. Here's the word. The, the problem we live in in golf is, is we have certain rules and certain things have certain penalties, right? Right. It's a two-stroke penalty. He still wins. He doesn't know that he would have won if he would have gotten that two-stroke penalty at that point in time or not. Yeah, it was in the it, third round. It was on Saturday. But but the problem is, is let's say the ball is not embedded, but that rough is thick, and he hits it, and he hits it out of bounds. That's that's worse than the two-point stroke that he would have gotten, you know? And you don't know that mentally he doesn't begin to fall apart, and therefore, he you know, he, he does lose that five-stroke lead. 
Yeah, because it, instead, like, it, he would be playing, or he because he got uh, the drop, that basically meant he was playing with house money. Like, he got he's away with, with something, so it's just... If they're assessing the two strokes, and he still hits it clean, he's probably fine. The issue is, is if somebody comes over there and says, no, it's not a drop, you can't pick it up. It's not embedded, you don't get to drop it, you have to play it where it lies, and he shanks it. And he doesn't hit it well at all. Mentally, then you give, you begin to spiral. You well, hit I mean, a we, bad shot. We've seen it and happen. You hit with another Phil. bad shot. It happens all the time. I mean, Mickelson has done it routinely. Yeah, like it's, you, 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 it it happens all the time. It's just one of those things where he's he is a bully. He is an asshole. He he likes to push people around in a sport that it's pretty easy to push people around because most people that play golf are pretty laid back and and they're you know. They're ultra competitive, but they're not brash, bully type people. Well, no, hey, Mark you know? jumps in on YouTube. He said golf is all about honor code, and Reed broke it. Like that, yeah, yeah. And he's going to continue to break it. By the way, like you asked, can he ever get rid of this moniker on him? No, not acting because like this. that's who that's who he is. Like, how? Why would somebody? Why would we stop thinking he's a cheater if he constantly continues to cheat? That's a valid point. Like, is it yep. is it wrong for me to continue to think of him this way? I don't think because so. I think he's a cheater, but that's because I watch him co- constantly cheat and try to break rules. And this isn't the Astros banging trash cans. Okay, no, this is this one is guy. A, this is this is one guy playing a sport that you're supposed to call fouls on yourself, and nobody does that anymore. Or very few people do. He damn sure would never do it. No, no. If he can get and away with the, something, that's the way. And that, that's like, and that's the issue. Is is you know he's one of these guys that 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 I, if I played with him in a competitive thing and we were teed off together, I literally would just tell my caddy, "You follow that guy. Don't follow me. You follow him. Follow I'll, him. And I'll watch. grab my clubs when we're close. I'll come to you to grab the club and I'll go to my ball. You go watch him." Uh, Brown Yeti said, "I don't know what happened, uh, but if you act shady, you'll be a cheater in everybody's mind." Uh, and he said, "What is the censor on the chat? Because I hit it every other show." What is he talking about? That's I, don't know. I, I guess I like certain that. certain words that don't come in or something like that. I guess that Yeti. I have no idea, buddy. I got no. I've idea. never been censored on YouTube, but no. I don't on YouTube. That's, I, I just wear on the video. There's, there's random stuff that we have found out that uh, that won't come through uh, if if it's typed into the chat for whatever reason. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. You just toss in like some. I mean, what stuff. do you think of Patrick though? I I think that he is a, a shyster. I think he's shady. I don't think he would ever call a foul on himself. Uh, the know. rules committee did come in and say that yeah, this was okay. Everything was good. Um, and it, it it almost makes me feel bad the way that he is vilified. But at the same time, I think he does it to himself. Like nah, it, see, I don't feel bad if you do it to yourself. Like if you're like this is the bed you made. Yeah, I can't feel sorry for you. you did this shit. You treat people this way. Yeah, his when you the way treat he talks, people this badly, then 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 you don't get people to feel. I, you can't feel sorry for that person. I, the way that he talks to people is a massive turnoff. Like, yeah, it, he has got such an go ego back and about listen him. to it. Go back and listen to it and think about the arguments he's making. Literally, the way he's asking questions is to to get what he wants. Oh, it'd be leading the witness in a uh, in yes, a court case. Yeah, in, in a court of law. <laughs> That's right. 
Like, like you're, you're not supposed to ask that you explain the situation and then you see what happens from yeah, it. You let them make a ruling. You don't but, tell them but he what was, the ruling he was, should he's be. selling. He's, he's arguing for a call and that's, that's a problem. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. Um, McKinnon said, hell golf is one of the only games you can call a penalty on yourself. Uh, well, but well, it's, it's not the only of, one you can. It's the only one you do. Yeah, like it, you. I mean, if you were in basketball and you were like, "Hey, I fouled that guy," they would call a foul. Yeah, but I mean, you'd have to explain it so like the it, the game is moving so fast in basketball that you that you can't. That's why you have to have refs, right? If so, I foul a guy and the ball goes out of bounds and they didn't call the foul, I I could I could call I could walk over to the ref. The game is stopped for that second, and I can say, "Hey, I hit him." Sir Ball. Yeah, okay. And they're be like, okay, is there a ball? Like, why would you say this if it wasn't true? And nobody would ever do that, by the way. But but it's not the only game you can call a penalty on yourself. It's just the only game you do call a penalty on yourself. Yeah. No, you're uh, you're right about that. Uh let's go ahead and uh and wrap this bad boy up. Mark jumps in, asked, Are you guys doing another show before the Super Bowl? Uh yes, we will have two more. Oh, yeah. We got our Wednesday show and our Friday show. Uh, per the usual, after football season, of course, uh, going to try and move to a little more uh, podcast-exclusive stuff. So make sure everybody is subscribed to the podcast. We will uh, be moving to only one live show per week, but we will have three podcasts per week, one of those, of course, being the live show. Uh, this Thursday, we are going to be on the SBR YouTube page, uh, YouTube show, whatever, uh, with the NFL guys discussing the Super Bowl. So make sure that you tune in for that. Uh, that show starts at what time? Is it 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursday? I believe that's yeah. right. So we'll be jumping in for that, um, but we will also be discussing our stuff right here on the Winning Cures Everything channel. Um, you can find it at any of these places, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, or you can grab the podcast, of course. Make sure that you leave a nice five-star written review on that. Uh, winningcureseverything.com is the website. sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF is the college football gambling website for all of your needs in that department. Uh, Chris, is there anything else we need to hit today? That's it, brother. That is it. All right, you guys have been fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Terry said, get those commercials under control on the podcast. Blow my damn eardrums out. Uh, I thought I'd already switched that up. So I will, uh, I'll go back and check it out. But either way, I'll, uh, I'll listen. I'll let you know. Either way, you guys are great. Thank you so much. We are going to get out of here for now. I've got a few things that I have to finish up before we uh, before we go knock out another show this evening. But uh, but you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully, hopefully, we can cash some tickets with the Super Bowl this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.